You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Sibilance, microphone check, sibilance. All right, that right there that you just heard is how Matt gets ready oh, for the fuck podcast. Off. Really, you're gonna keep that in this podcast? I already did. You piece of mm, shit. Oops. U P O S. M S H equals P O S. You positive, outgoing, supportive friend. You left off the F. Because there's well, no. Oh, it's a I silent left off F. The F U. <laughs> gotcha. Well, my name is Mark Seaman. His is Matt Kleinschmidt. We are the Laugh Button, and this is the Laugh Button Podcast. And if this is your first download ever of said podcast, it started off with healthy dose of cursing. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot for doing so. I'm sure you're just as excited as we are to get to the Lisa Lampanelli interview. Yeah. She's an amazing woman, and she has a brand new play that is off Broadway called Stuffed. And uh, she invited me over to talk about it. This is a podcast, so you don't get the visual of Mark giving like the fist jamming. Just like, to the, the air. Jamming fist I just stuffed. Stuffed that air stuffed. right over there. Yeah, you did stuffed air. Um, she was kind enough to uh, invite us over. Uh, Matt, you couldn't make it. It was too early well, for you like, in the it morning. Was, it was like 8.30 in the morning in New York. Yeah, and you live where? In Jersey somewhere? I live in and the, the heart of Jersey. I, was I like, get it. I was I like, eh, it. I don't know. I biked over. It was a nice, beautiful I know, ride it was like, Central it was like, Park. It was like a block from your house. Yeah. Yes, of course. It was Whatever. very nice. Uh, Lisa also has the distinction of being the first return guest on the Laugh Button Podcast. Absolutely right. Which is, listen, if you're going to get a return guest, Might Lisa well Lampanelli be like, is not a bad one to have. Yeah, Lisa Lampanelli. And speaking of return guests, yeah. uh, we have uh, another one down the road. Uh, we, you know, Derek Waters is going to be joining us again. Dude, we got, a, we got a pretty stacked fall. Yeah, it's gonna be, going to be... Seriously, if this is your first download of the Laugh Button Podcast, you have 80-plus... To go back in time, we've done some great interviews with some of the biggest names in comedy. So thank you for joining us. It's okay. You got you didn't get here late because if we do two thousand of these, uh, eighty seven or whatever number we on is uh, pretty early on in the game. Yeah. So I, I mean by that logic, yes, it makes sense. Also, right. if two th- if we're doing two thousand podcasts, mm-hmm. that means I've known you too long. It means and, uh, we've hung out way too much. <laughs> but I will say this: I think one cool thing about the number of podcasts we currently have is we're sc- we're scheduled to hit a hundred like right as two thousand sixteen ends. Right. At the end of the year, yeah, so, yeah, so. Uh, we so should do you something have, special for the end of the year and the hundredth episode. What I, do you want to do? Do you want to go streaking? Well, I was going to ask. No one wants to see us go streaking. No, zero people do. Uh, yeah, my wife doesn't even like when I walk around the apartment naked. She's like, seriously. <laughs> my wife neither. She's like, put some. She, she gets so angry about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is my home turf. I, mean, I, I earned just, this. I just got out of the shower. Yeah. And get yelled at. It's like put some clothes on. It's like I just walked. I'm still wet. I know. I yeah. it, and you earned it. It's your domain. It's like you married into this. These are your consequences. You're dealing. with. <laughs> well, look, uh, I think we, we should take some suggestions from people. Maybe we can, okay. maybe we get a good idea from the listeners. Email us podcast at the laugh as always. I'm trying to think and, of, well, we've done the live show. We're going to do more. We right. We're doing some more live shows in November. Um, what should we do? I don't know. I think what's opening up to the, 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 the listeners is actually a really good, op- is a really good thing. Like what do they want us to do? What do they want to see us do? I think we should start. Interacting with the listeners in a truth or dare scenario, like maybe <laughs> we should give us have them submit truth or dares to us. Yeah, like uh, no, they should just ask uh, one of us truth or dare. Okay, give us both the truth or the dare when they email us podcast okay. at the laughbutton.com 
and uh, address it to either Mark or Matt, and we'll go back and forth. Okay, so I'll ask and you we've your got truth or dares, and you ask me mine. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm for it. I mean, as long as I don't have to kill anybody. Yeah, and the dares will come from the uh, you know the dares will come from our listeners. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Because you know if you've listened to eighty podcasts, you pretty much have a good idea who we are and what we stand for. So. All right, Matt, um, I do want to read some listener mail here. This is from from our mail bag. What's the feedback this week? Uh, Kenneth Lafleur, if I'm pronouncing that uh, correctly. It's it's perfect. Yeah, I think I I nailed it. Um, (laughs) Well, he just writes, you laugh button guys are awesome. Uh, Comedy and punk, parentheses, old and new in parentheses, uh, or end quotes, are the only things in my life that make me happy nowadays. Wow, that was sad. Uh, the while that was sad Wait, did you came add from the, him. I was going to say, did you add the while that was sad? No, that came from him. Okay. And so, so I, I was like, oh my god, this guy's having a, a life crisis. I got to. Okay. I, I wrote him back. I was like, I got to make sure this guy's okay. Make sure he doesn't jump off a ledge or yeah. something. Okay. So I go, no so man. So what did Kenneth Lefleur say? I, I just hey, that's not sad at all, man. Hey, nothing beats comedy and punk. Yeah, we're we're and, kind uh, of comedy and punk punk rocker. Absolutely, guys too. we're we're music dudes. We're music yeah, yeah. heads. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and comedy is obviously what we do as well. And and look, it's the it's the best of both worlds. If if you're not a comedian, you want to be a musician. If you're not a musician, you want to be a comedian. And goes. you know, when comedians are on the road, they listen to music. When musicians are on the road, they listen to comedy. It is the absolute best. But no, this so this guy is uh, he works for the uh, post office, the, oh, the postal service. Okay, and so let's he, make sure he's definitely happy. You hear yeah, too many stories about postal workers. And so I don't know if he he didn't say if he's one of the guys that drives the truck around or not. But uh, I mean that's got to be pretty cool you get driving to, the postal worker truck should be pretty awesome like, i mean you like, get to drive on the wrong side of the road wrong side of the road you get to drive your own little truck around you drive pr- your own truck around probably listening to the laugh button podcast hopefully you listen to laugh button or, podcast. Some, or some punk or music. some punk music <laughs> and uh and you get to see what everyone's getting in the mail these days Run i mean over dogs he, well let's hope let's hope not but uh Have dogs attack him here's the thing I don't know if you did this, Matt, as a kid, but uh, what I did as a child is is uh, I had a paper route, right? Yep. Most people did. And uh, whenever they, they gave out those samples of the cereal boxes, I would just, in goes the paper, out comes the cereal sample, right? And so I'd have food for weeks. I, and, uh, I, I can honestly say I've never done that. I don't even remember the cereal samples coming through. Oh, you didn't? Oh, we had, they, that was big in our hometown, yeah. I, I don't really remember that happening, but like, I remember other samplers coming through of like, you know, like, like shampoos t- and shampoos stuff. Shampoos or like, would you gank detergent. them? Detergent. No, because I had parents that bought that stuff. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I mean, I know you were a feral child from the age of five, <laughs> so you needed that stuff as a as a punk living on the streets Look, of I, Ohio. I lived in the woods, man. What do you <laughs> the want? Woods of Ohio. I, I, uh, um, I also took all the, uh, God, I, you know, I'm going to get this off my chest. I feel okay, better about it now. Confessions of a childhood paper boy. Let's go. <laughs> well, here's the other thing, too. When when Monopoly very first, or I'm sorry, not Monopoly, McDonald's very yes. first came out with the Monopoly game. Do they still do that? They do from time to time. Once, I feel like that's still a thing. Is it annual or is it just like whatever they feel like? It? Probably just whenever they okay. feel like Because no matter when you do it, it's automatically nostalgic. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, the Monopoly game with Dallas, right? Of course. So... Uh, that was like big in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. That was like, oh my God, the Monopoly pieces you would find in the newspaper. And so I would just take them all. And I never won anything. <laughs> so so for all of you out there who are like, I didn't get my Monopoly pieces, don't worry, you wouldn't have won anything. Okay, so, so no free could, Big Macs for yeah, you. Yeah, no free Big Macs for you. I did get some free fries, stuff like that. But I didn't win the million bucks. You know, I didn't win a car. 
Uh, and the other the other slick move was, you know, when you drop a quarter into those newspaper dispensers yeah, when you pull you down take, the hatch. You take out a handful of them. Oh, just get all the Monopoly pieces. Like, yeah. who wasn't doing that? Nobody. I couldn't believe it. They were all full of Monopoly pieces every single time. So I would go town to town and just try to collect them. So all, man. you're trying so to say that's that, the original Pokemon Go, by the well, way. Well, you're trying to say when when it comes to the honor system, you can't yeah. be trusted. Not as an eight year old. So like when there's like those rotary mints, remember those rotary mints oh, where you had to like drop fuck. fifty cents in there and get a mint and whatever. So yeah, you totally. can't be trusted for for that. Stuff. You know, those are respected because my dad was a part of that stuff. Oh, okay. And so uh, I, uh, if anything, I put more mints in. So. You just didn't want your daddy yelling at you. It sounds like. <laughs> Right. Oh, dude, we all did stupid stuff like that when we were kids. Like, I sure. definitely, like, shoplifted stuff. Did you? Oh, yeah, I only course. did that one time. We'd go to, like, yeah. a, you know, a convenience store, a 7-Eleven, or a Wawa's, where what's near me, literally where I grew up, there's a Wawa every other Wait, you, So as a kid, you were stealing a sub? Like, what no, were you but, like, sub, you'd, like, take sub the candy or, or sure. a candy bar here and there, and stuff like that. I remember once there was a hobby shop in the next town over, and I, and I was building models that I must have been, I was in the single digits, I must have been eight or nine. Right. And we, I, and I, lived in an area where it was very nice and you could like get on a bike and ride around with your friends and you could ride 10 miles away from your house and no one would really like it wouldn't it wasn't dangerous um there was a hobby shop in the next town over and we'd go there once in a while and get like model airplane kits and sure. model cars and stuff like that and they used uh rubber cement for that like those like little tubes of like crafting cement and i remember stealing one from there and being up and being like bummed about it because it was like a <laughs> right. mom and pop shop and it wasn't a 7-Eleven. Like, so right. it was weird. So I remember actually walking back into the store and like returning it. But I didn't return to them. I just put it back on the, like I walked down an aisle, put it back on the shelf and walked out. Wow. So 7-Eleven, yeah. you were like, fuck off. Yeah, totally, 100%. <laughs> but like the mom and pop hobby store that the yeah. next town over, I was like, eh, I feel bad about that. Oh, uh, miss those, man. Miss those mom and pops. I We had a we had one in my town too and uh, I bought this game Diplomacy there. It was so amazing. Okay. And uh, we bought all of our models there too. Yeah, like great. I've, Good times. For a solid like year and a half, two years, like I would build like model planes and model cars and put them together. And I don't know why I just got into it for a while. And then I stopped. I like uh, I literally have not put together a model anything in thirty some years. But for some reason, like there was a solid like year or two where I was literally putting it all together. So well, this just in, Matt got a nice retweet from Patton Oswald. Oh, look at that! Uh, very look fancy. At that. Good old Patton. Uh, Patton's uh, you know for everybody listening, uh, yeah, it is cool to get retweeted by Patton Oswald. It's yeah. uh, very nice of him to do that. But but uh, the reason why he retweeted us is because. His uh, now Emmy winning yeah. uh, uh, album, uh, Talking for Clapping, uh, is going to be released on vinyl, which is pretty sick. Now, the sad news is, as fast as I got this news out there, all the pre sale stuff for like the cool, like splatter blue vinyl and Newberry Comics vinyl with autograph posters so sold out in like two seconds, right? Well, but course. you can still pre order it on vinyl and i'm not sure how many of these they're making so you should jump on it get any version of it you can because it's an instant classic and it was uh, a great special this is netflix special mm -hmm. and i mean what is the unfortunate thing about that netflix special it was released literally the day that the news broke that his wife yes so yes. it was a very weird bittersweet time for pat i'm sure um he literally did no promo for it he did nothing for it because as soon as he, the, the wife stuff happened he kind of like you know he hit out and fast forward to the emmys he actually uh his acceptance speech for that was actually really it was really profound and really, you know, dedicated to his wife and stuff too. I don't want to like repeat it, but definitely it's online. Go find it. Like you'll you'll see it. But it'll put a it'll make it a little dusty up in here and put a lump in your throat. So. Well, what's really funny is I wonder if Patton uh, went to the uh, went to the actual site, like clicked on the link, because if he did, 
three of the, he could find three of the four um, original comedians of comedy on the front of the website right now. So <laughs> it's like Maria Bamford, Patton. It, yeah, so it's all super like we're, we're just missing Galf. Yeah, we, we got to get some news up about Zach. Well, I guess uh, the Masterminds uh, trailer is up. Yeah, so new, technically all four of them are on the front page. That's so funny, man. <laughs> I've actually that's actually been that's, a dream uh, of mine funny. is to kind of figure out a, a, a modern 2016 version of a comedians of comedy tour. Like. Yeah, or or something that's in the vein of doing something like that because yeah, yeah. if you Rock did the all thing again you don't yeah, want to do next gen you I don't like... want to yeah I don't want to call it like the new kings of comedy right, right. actually also this week marks the 20th 15th 20th anniversary of the kings of comedy mm-hmm. which was DL Hughley Bernie Mac uh, Cedric the Cedric Entertainer, Entertainer. Uh-huh. Um, Steve Harvey in that Steve mix? Harvey, yes. Yeah. So it's it's actually funny. It's been like 15, 20 years since that first came out. I mean, like you know, hard to believe. But man. but what I love so much about the comedians of comedy was like it really kind of sent the set the benchmark for modern. It was the archetype for like modern alternative comedy. Right. No one knew who any of those comedians were at the time. They were all literally just like, you know, just kind of bubbling up. And then uh, they all blew up. But it was the documentary style and the videotaping for Comedy Central. It's it's unbelievable how far they've come in just 15 years, 15, 20 years sure. since that tour's happened. They all have specials and Netflix shows. I mean, shows dude, they're, and... they're not only that. It's like they're the most respected comedians in the business. Zach Galifianakis is a bonafide movie and mm-hmm. TV star. Yep. Pat Oswalt, you can't get any more credibility as a comedian than him. Same thing with Maria Bamford and yep. Brian Posehn is a is a is a murderer and that kind of stuff yeah, he's too. A beast. Like, he's got a new CISO special coming out, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so and a, and the new album and a new, cr- and criminally, criminally Posehn. So <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, his new CISO special just came out, right. and then the new album as well. So it's like it's unbelievable. So in my brain, I was like, oh, let's figure out how to do like the, a 2016 version of that. I don't really know what I have it in my head, but it's it's definitely something I'd be interested in kind of putting on. I mean, like we definitely love doing a live element of it. Speaking of which, we're doing a couple live elements right. Right now, I mean, shout out to Bobby Kelly, Bobby you know, Kelly, co-owner, co-founder of Riotcast, which good friend is of ours, our network, our, our podcasting our network. Podcasting Check network. out Riotcast.com when you get a chance. There's a lot of great shows on there. Uh, you know, the Pete and Sebastian show with uh, Pete Corielli and Sebastian Mascalco. Who's speaking of blowing up, man? I mean, he stole Oddball. You know, yeah. him and Bridget Everett, and and uh, and he did like five nights in a row at the Beacon in New York, and just crazy, man. You, you totally got off on this crazy tangent. I know. I was, sorry, I just I forgot really what I was excited. talking about for a second, but I brought it back. Yeah, sorry um, about that. I so apologize. Bobby Kelly, he's on a tour right now called yes. the called the True Story Tour, and yes. he's basically from September through December. I want to say the last date in 2016 is like the 16th, 17th of December. Um, he's going on the road. He's doing comedy clubs and he's doing rock venues. So he's doing mm-hmm. like the High Dive in the Grog Shop, right next to like Laugh Boston and the Stress Factory. It's kind of a cool setup he's got going on. And the Laugh Button's presenting this this tour, which is really super cool for us. And Bobby basically came to us and said, "Hey, do you have any interest in helping me kind of be a part of this tour?" And we're like, "Yeah." Absolutely. So we're presenting a tour. Bobby's doing all the tour dates. He's he's on the road. He's taping content. He's producing a lot of exclusive content. We're going to be showing some and sharing some of the content. As is Bobby. He's bringing Stavros, uh, his partner in crime, uh, who is his opener right now out on the road too. So. His finger liquor. Yeah, that's actually a very funny His video. ice cream but sandwich Bobby eater. Bobby was eating some, like, uh, I want to say, like, hot Cheetos or something yeah. like that. And he basically, like, dared Stavros to lick it off his It's fingers. a very funny clip, it's man. A hilarious I, clip. I mean, the second it started, I, I was like, oh, I know where this yeah, is going, yeah. but I just I had to watch it. And the whole it. time they're videotaping, and they're at, like, a rest stop on their way to the Vermont, which was a stop last week. And Bobby's like... 
just just do it, man. No one's gonna know. And then, like women are walking by. And <laughs> People are like, are you, are you filming me? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. And, and they're like, no, no, no. So yeah, that's that's actually a very very funny very video. Fun. So yeah, the Laugh Button's presenting the tour. So if you go to robertkellylive.com, you'll get all the ticket information. We have all of our updates. They're coming through the Laugh Button, thelaughbutton.com/slash/robertkelly. Uh, so you'll be seeing a lot of activity on that front. We're gonna do some contesting giveaways, mm-hmm. some tickets. Definitely want to get some butts and seats. He's going to clubs that he hasn't been to before. He's going to markets. Right. He like I said, he did Vermont this weekend. And he hasn't been in Vermont in like 20 years, he said. So like 15, 20 years. So he went Crazy. back and it was like, cool. So he'll be in Boston next week, which is uh, the weekend of the 23rd and 24th. And then he'll be at the Stress Factory in New, in New Brunswick, which is my home turf. So he's doing his home turf. Where are you going? You got to go. go, go we'll go see, you're going to see the left button out of a couple of those shows. Good, too, good. So, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. I'll be at the, the ones that are closest. He's well. doing Gotham in New York. Mm-hmm. He's doing Uncle Vinny's in Jersey. Mm-hmm. He's doing Pittsburgh. He's doing, uh, he's doing Connecticut. He's doing uh, all the venues. All the dates are up on the laughbutton.com slash Robert Kelly or tickets at robertkellylive.com so right. definitely do that like we're super excited to be a part check of out our boss on the road he's been a huge advocate of ours he helped us get this podcast up and running he's, he's always supported the laugh button website and done shows for us too so I gotta it's do awesome a- to be a part of it and the, you know the kind of giving the, uh, returning the favor almost. sure yeah it's like uh, it's like taking care of your you know, a parental unit when they get too old and they can't wipe their own ass, well, right? Is I that what we're doing? Do- no, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bobo, if you're le- if you're listening, you we get, are yeah, not talking about you wiping your own ass. You but. get one free punch. <laughs> That's Mark, not Matt. Uh, but we yeah, get, I mean, yeah. We got to so. have a drum. I want to have a drum off with Bobby You guys on have stage. been threatened for a while. I'll videotape the whole fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, I want to we'll have a drum Facebook off with Bobby. We should. Like, we've been threatening to do this. When he gets to town, he's doing his Gotham date. We should meet before the. Uh, I'll get a, re- a rehearsal room. Okay. Two, I'm sure two, he'd love this. Dude. With two drum sets. I'm sure he'd love to do before this. Before the Gotham show. And we'll do. We'll Facebook Live that. I'm sure he'll love to do that. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. All right, cool. Um, so, yeah, huge uh, shout out to, to Bobby Kelly. Love you, man. Have fun out on the road. I wish we were, we were out there with you uh, the, the entire. Uh, the last button will be there. We will not physically be it every day. Yeah, correct. All right. So, uh, other stuff that's going on in the news right now. There's a lot of touring going on. A lot of albums dude, dropping. Dude. A lot of. Uh, I mean, there's anything and everything. It's. We need to talk about TV's Louis. back. Yeah. I, where I mean, do you want to start, Matt? Okay, I want to talk about Louis C.K. Uh, okay. Louis C.K. announced the big tour at the top of last year. Yes. I mean, at the top of the beginning of this year. Yes. The Garden. He did a bunch of dates at the Garden. He went overseas. Mm-hmm. He went to. He did a run over in Europe. He's coming. He's back over. He announced the second run. Yeah, and he's he's like, you know what, you know what could be better this tour. I'm going to add more dates. But here's the thing. He did those Garden dates very recently. I want to say the most recent ones he did were last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he literally did three nights at the Garden. But then before that, he was at the top of the year. He was at the Garden too. Uh, yeah, how many was, did he do back then? Like five, something like that. And then he's going back to the Garden again in December. I know it's crazy. Louis C.K. I mean, I don't know if they're breaking up a singular week of the garden into multiple performances. Right. But like the guys hit Madison Square Garden minimum three times in the last year, year and a half. Plus before that he headlined Oddball. Right. So like the guy is crushing it and he's just like seriously taking advantage of tours. And in between that he he's executive producing Pam Adlon's show, his friend mm-hmm. and partner in crime, Better Things, Better Things which was just renewed for a second season. Mm-hmm. He he did the whole Horace and Pete thing mm-hmm. almost without any fanfare. It just kind of came out and people just, loved it. Yep, just put it out like, there. 
I, and I, he's operating at such a high level. Like, it's unbelievable the amount of work this guy's doing. And, I mean, I, I know Strike by the Iron He's doing voices, too. I mean, uh, Secret Life of Pets came out this year That's as well. True. With, with, and he did all the promo for that. He mm-hmm. also, he's also producing uh, Barry Crimmins' new uh, comedy special that's going to be for sale on LouisCK.com. Like, I just don't, don't know when the guy has time. But then again, if your entire job is to be a comedian and you dedicate eight or nine hours a day to it when you're sitting at home instead of watching TV, you sit down and write material and do that stuff. I guess that's how he or does Or edit it. your shows or write shows or whatever you do. I mean, he's look, he's he's the pinnacle right now. He is the... Oh, and the, then also Baskets. He did Zach, Zach Galifianakis' show too, so it's like unbelievable. Almost forgot about it. And, yeah, yeah. and kudos to uh, Louis, Louis Anderson. Anderson for winning the Emmy for yeah, that. And very that. cool. Louis one of those guys that's, uh, you know, he was obviously big in the 90s. Or, or, he was a comic, eighties and nineties. Yeah, he was, he was a, a comic, comic, comic up until very recently. And then now he's just—it's like he's back, and I'm glad he's back, and I'm glad well, he's getting notoriety. He's back. It's just like since 2011, well, I, 2012, it's been like the world of Louis. It really yeah. has. And and uh, granted, very—he's doing it very smart because. There's, Wait, are you talking about Louis Anderson or Louis C.K.? No, Louis C.K. Oh, I'm switched to Louis Anderson. Buddy, you can't do that in the middle of a conversation. I just did. We just you, talked about baskets, and then we congratulated know, we were talking, Louis Anderson but, on his Emmy win, and yeah, I'm like, it's great like a, to see this guy who's but that was, a was killing off. in the 80s and 90s. I made this whole diatribe about Louis C.K., and you literally have no comment. That's basically what you did. You, just, you know what you did, Matt? You, you know just you did. Sebastian maniscalco that conversation. You, t- That's <laughs> you, like you did the same fucking thing. You're like the guy who's on the train who, like, Reached out to throw his apple core out the train door window and hit the track switch, and you, and we went left. What do you want? First of all, awful analogy, <laughs> like literally the worst I've ever heard a human being make. Okay, so don't be proud of that. I, I know you're wasn't laughing. Proud. Don't be proud. Wasn't don't proud. smile because that's that was a shit. Dude, shit. I'm checking my email. I don't even total, know what you're talking about. It was a total shit. What are we show. talking about again? See, here's the problem. You're not <laughs> you're not fully engaged in this conversation. Buddy. Well, Matt, Matt, we got to get okay. to Lisa Lampanelli. So I understand that, but Louis. Okay, so Louis C.K. is dominating. Yep. At, Full period stop because Mark wants to. <laughs> Louis Anderson resurgence as Zach Galifianakis's mother. It's in awesome. Baskets. It's awesome. It's Check very it out. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Full stop. What's the next topic? What do you want to do? <laughs> well, let's let's go to our interview with Lisa Lampanelli okay. and not not keep the people waiting any longer. Uh, and then we'll we'll chat some more after, man. So here's Lisa, brand new off Broadway play called Stuffed. And uh, Matt, this is just the beginning. Of Lisa Lampanelli as a playwright. She'll let y'all know all about it in this interview. Check it out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, uh, it's breakfast time here. It's the breakfast edition <laughs> of uh, the Laugh Button Podcast. I'm hanging out with uh, Lisa Lampanelli. Always a pleasure to see you. Yes. And I never know what to expect when, uh, <laughs> is she going to have blue hair? Is she going to have purple hair? Yeah. Is she going to shave her head? Right, I don't know. Right. It's like, what era is she reliving of her life that she did badly the first time? <laughs> well, you're correcting those errors, I think. Yes, yes. And uh, you went with like a... Um, 
uh, saltwater taffy. Yes, it's a, it's like blue, a cupcake green. swirl. Yeah, yeah. I, I I used to have it shaved on the side so it looked like uh, Justin Bieber bang Marge Simpson. <laughs> exactly. However, exactly. now I have blood. It's like blonde hair but blue roots. Who thought of that? Some Japanese chick. <laughs> right. And right. I was like, oh yeah, I can pull that off. I got yes. your hair Juku right here. There it's you right go. Here at the top of my head. So yes. take that. Uh, speaking of Japan, I'm going there in a couple weeks. Uh, why? Have, have you really? Ugh, I can't I'm stand super other interested. Countries. Oh, you can't, you're not interested, are you? I am interested in what's in my apartment <laughs> and that's pretty much it that's me why do you think you're in my apartment instead of somewhere else uh, that's true and you did purposely schedule this interview before i went on the trips so that no essence came along with oh, me so i can't even <laughs> you know what the only problem with going to other countries is all the foreign people that live there that, right, i just right. don't think that's fair to us if you populated say england with a bunch of americans i'd go but those <laughs> british you know i don't know if you saw hamilton i happened to twice because i'm very famous right you know we won that war Legit. Why do I want to hang out with British people? Just saying. Oh, man. What what would it take to get you to come to Japan with me? Uh, oh, God. Not seriously. You would just never happen? Probably. You know, I'd like to say. What if I'm on my deathbed? No, I wouldn't care fly... about that. Oh, nothing oh. to do with you. Okay. Um, that they, they can never care about you that much. It would probably, <laughs> not even a million dollars. I would probably say, look, I don't know if it's worth it. Because after commission, it's probably only a half mil. Right. And then after taxes, it's 20, 250 grand. And I've, here, ask me how long it takes me to earn 250. You, you, you say, go ahead, Lisa. All right, Lisa. Um, you know, this is, I want to ask you this question. Because yeah. I've never been in this position. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if I ever will. Okay. But what's it take to earn 250 okay i'll have to walk out on stage and say hey you know that's about it wow okay so pretty much <laughs> good night how's it right you know that's it and they just write me checks that's son. amazing and that's why i made the jump to the theater because right. you really want to get money if you go to the theater. i was just gonna and i'm glad you brought that up because that's why we're here yeah uh we're all about to get stuffed oh yeah we're who all, isn't yeah right and uh, you've you've made your transition. Last time we hung out, mm -hmm. you mentioned like stand up. I don't know. Maybe right. I'm not doing this anymore. Right, right. Where am I going? And, and you teased a couple of plans. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, here we are. It's happening. No take backs now. Nope. You're... It's booked. The theaters booked the dates. We sold the tickets. Tickets we are bet. sold. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're you're a playwright. Isn't it wild? Because at first awesome. it was like when we talked, it was probably when I was still making a one-woman show out yes, of it. Yes, yes. Then I was like... Ah, the play isn't saying enough about the universal problem of food and mm -hmm. eating and body image. Let me write a legit play with four women characters played by actresses and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, sets and lights and sound and costumes. What the F? So luckily, I'm only playing this character named Lisa. So I have to play myself, which is hard enough. Right. I had to have a lot of acting classes for that. <laughs> Should have gone to Juilliard for that. Dude. Are, are you at the uh, are you at the Sean Connery doing a bad Sean Connery? Yes. Yet? Of are, course. Are we, is this Lisa Lemon? I think I'm going to do a Michael Caine. Okay. Yes. That works. Yes. I Wait, will. Michael Caine from uh, Attack of the Killer Bees. Wow. Or are we going to get Mike Michael Caine from uh... Educating Rita? Okay. Wow. <laughs> I pulled that out of my ass, didn't I? Jeez. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would have gone Alfie next. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. You're old school, dude. He, here's the only reason I know about Alfie. Okay. Okay. There was this amazing movie called Brain Donors. Right. That zero people know about. I, it was, yes, including it was, me. <laughs> it was made by the Zucker Brothers, mm -hmm. and it starred John Turturro. Mm -hmm. And him. the cast is amazing. It's all these old comics, mm -hmm. and it's very like... Uh, you know, punchline, punchline, punchline. But you laugh at one joke, you miss the next. Right. So right. if I showed you this movie, you would be blown away, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, it's my favorite movie." All right. Anyway, 
uh, one of the characters gets thrown in jail, and he's in there, and he's singing, what's it all about, Yo, Alfie? Alfie? Right? And yeah. I'm like, whatever that is. But I go around the rest of my life singing this stupid yep. song, not knowing what it was. Yep. Someone said, dude, you know, that's from a movie, right? And I was like, really? Yeah. I looked it up. It's Michael Caine. And I tried to watch it. Horrible. Not going to lie. Terrible. Well, then they made the remake with Jude Terrible. Law. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, if you could put Jude Law in a film and have me throw up, it's a pretty bad movie. Because uh, yeah. that guy's. I mean, that's spank worthy, even for an old bat bitch like me. Yeah. Well, who's in the spank bank for you these days? There are nobody. Here's the people. problem. That it's funny because when we were rehearsing the other day, the the director said, you know, because you four women are sitting around talking. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you guys are friends. Like, don't you like touch each other? Not in that way, but like be like you emotionally, know, like a hug or whatever yeah, sure. or, or pat their knee or something. I go, I don't touch people. I go, I work up to a hug by the end of the play, but I still have that barrier, you know, sure. because I'd gotten married mm -hmm. and, you know, I had boyfriends since I was 12 years old. That's actually what the next play is about. Like for the same four women with um, their relationship oh, with nice. men and whatever. You're already uh, on the next one. Yeah. This well, is, can we just focus? It's a cottage industry, focus. baby. <laughs> but it's funny because like I'm so emotionally, I'm I'm really in touch with why I eat and my mm -hmm. food situation right. and keeping the weight off. But Jesus, And you man. look amazing, Oh, thanks. Way. I'm okay. For a 55 year old, I'm doing okay. You're, you're I got fantastic. my head on straight. But this stuff with dudes, mm -hmm. I can't even, I can't get my head around it yet. Yeah. So, but luckily I have no bitterness. Thank God me and Jimmy are still friends. Mm -hmm. My ex, right. I went to his wedding did I tell you that? Yeah, you didn't tell me that. Dude, but it was so much fun. I was like, it's, I love his wife, Jenna. Did, wait, did you get up and just fuck with him a little bit and be like, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Actually, he had it's said as a joke, he goes, you guys, you want to roast me at the reception? And I'm like, oh, I wish, but I don't want to, his yeah. wife is such a good it's lady. His, it's his mom. Yeah, you don't yeah, want to mess yeah. that up. But at one point in the wedding, guess what I did? You what, would what laugh. What did you do? I mean, what did you do? Oh my God. Were you the cake topper? Well, the, oh, Please tell me you were wish. the cake Guess what happened? What? Jimmy, I see. You know how during a wedding, the bride and groom are supposed to walk around to the tables and like mm -hmm. talk to them? I see Jenna, God bless her, walking around to all the tables by herself. Jimmy is literally, because you know he has a big heart, but he's just a little zoned out. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. He'll stand there and he's standing with a drink in his hand, just looking around and I walk up to him and I'm like, okay, um, this is the point in our marriage that I started hating you. I said, you're supposed to be walking with your effing wife around instead of letting her do it by herself. And he goes, oh, that brought back such flashbacks of me getting yelled at for five years. Because honestly, we were just like, we were always at each other's throats, but in a jokey, fun way. Right, right. But man, I'm like, dude, get going now. He stepped up. That's Good what I think. Him. We all have to do it over. Now he's he's got you on his shoulder every step yeah, of the way. I'm like he's the probably, little angel. He's got the what would Lisa do bracelet or <laughs> what would Lisa go. say. That's right. And he's going to save his, his next marriage. Well, what's funny is when we both had the gastric sleeve surgery, mm -hmm. it's like I think what happened was we stopped relying on food for happiness and realized that we had nothing in common. Because yeah. all we did was we used to go out to dinner. Right. So, But what's good is I think he kept the weight off. I've kept mine off. I'm like, man. Time to write a freaking play and earn no money in the theater. <laughs> Thank the way, God for stand up, or else I'd have no dough. Uh, well, uh, for just walking on stage and saying, "Hey,", hey and then I'm out. Here's and then you're my quarter million, and now you can make another play. <laughs> that's it. That's how it works. So, all you up and coming comics, yes, you know that's yes. how it works. Yeah, just don't finish your sentences. Just yeah. go out there and you'll get paid for it. Yep. Um, by the way, gastric sleeve sounds like the name of a bad tattoo. You know what? Right? Like someone, can I go in and right? get a gastric sleeve? <laughs> Oh, uh, you went left side or right side? Right, right. You're so, nobody's ever said that to me, but now it makes the right? connection. You're right. And it sounds like the creepiest surgery in the world, like they install something. They don't. You know what it basically means? 
We're cutting out most of your stomach so you can't eat like you have nine rectums. That's basically what it is. So I eat little amounts all day, you know, like six yeah, times a day, yeah. tiny amounts to get me through. But that's how we're all supposed to be eating anyway well, in the first place. Lisa. I know. But of but, course, I couldn't learn that when I was yeah. 18, when I was binging and went to college. But that's what's in the what play. Did, what did you in? What did what really did you in? Oh, uh, as far just as food. Emotional like, eating. Emotion, it was like emotional for you? Eating whenever yeah. I was lonely or lo sure. alone or like when I just felt like, what else is there? Mm -hmm. And thank god i discovered comedy started working on my stuff you right. know as a human and i was like oh okay you know what let me get the surgery it's a do-over it's mm -hmm. just a tool sure. you know it's one tool it's like declaring bankruptcy yeah. for your body and, and you're like oh my god why did you say two things that make sense to me that i didn't think of and i don't think that you're that smart okay <laughs> no but you're right it is like going well true stories i don't have a degree lisa i'm street smart wow figure it out common sense you did totally figure that out because yeah. i remember in my 20s early 20s i declared bankruptcy and said i'm starting over this really? never happens I again know that. like when i was a journalist when i was like 20 wow do you know ever oh, since yeah. then perfect credit wow that's so amazing. you're right declaring bankruptcy for my big gullet mm -hmm. and now i'm perfection <laughs> i have great credit in my gut and ass and not in the thighs <laughs> we have reached our quota for the word gullet which yeah I'm, uh, <laughs> One gullet God, per it's, show. It's one of my favorite words ever. Gullet. What a great word. Well, you know what's so funny um, about word quota? Mm -hmm. You will laugh so hard. Okay. I'm rehearsing the Wait, other you day. Say quota. Do you say do you say gullet in, in stuff? In real life? Oh, no, I don't. But what oh, I do say I'm is... I'm going to yell it from the okay, crowd. I have this thing where I wanted to make the play so everybody could come see it. There's mm -hmm. certainly a few curses in it. Right. But it's, it's about food and it's not doesn't, isn't dirty or anything, but it's really funny. So I'm bragging in front of the cast the other day. I go, look, man, there's only two fucks and a cunt in this show because there's a cunt that's really funny. And they're all actors. Well, the, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. These other actresses, right? I say uh, that the, the stage manager is the only guy in the room when we're rehearsing because he's a gay and he comes up, he slings his little Gucci like messenger bag over his shoulder and goes, by the way, there's 15 fucks and two cunts and walks out. <laughs> nice. And I was like, how the hell did that happen? I went through and I changed most of them back. Oh, wow. Because I said, how did I let myself get to be a lazy writer? Sure. So believe it or not, it's funnier when people get around it. Mm -hmm. Like it was hilarious. Remember in Raven? Because you, you feel the tensions there and it's like somebody yes. wants to say Somebody's it. Somebody's going to say yeah, it yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you get your cunt out. Yeah, you get the release. <laughs> you get the release. You get your cunt release is what I have to say about that. Please let that be the next album title if yes. they put another one out cunt cunt release. Release. well the next play is going to definitely be called two fucks and a cunt oh that's awesome. <laughs> no pizza place no no pizza place uh, no absolutely not <laughs> i love it so it's great it's such a different thing to do right but yet i'm dying because i'm like every time we do a reading it gets such like applause and laughter in places i didn't even think were funny i'm like oh this is cool i was gonna say why do i feel like you're already comfortable I, you know, because I think because I, I am playing myself is part yeah, of it. Okay. Plus, you work on a script for like four plus years. You're mm -hmm. gonna be like, okay, I get this. You know it inside now. You know every the yeah. every yeah. Of course. Would that, it be that funny makes though if I get up there and I'm like line, <laughs> line, and there's nobody to yell a line back. That that's what I would. That would be my character. It's just my mm -hmm. character would be the guy who just yells line, but right. it's int it's intentionally written that way. So it's there's an excuse. Yeah, we I can like cover out. for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember when I was a kid with my parents, we went to Florida to visit my grandfather and there was we were like went to see a community theater production of damn yankees okay we literally sat for 20 minutes there was a scene where there were two characters on a park bench and i'm not 
exaggerating five to six minutes that they sat there because they couldn't neither one of us could figure neither one of them could figure out what the line was next what's what's the equivalent of a mexican standoff but on stage Uh, a thespian standoff (laughs) not to be confused with lesbian standoff which is usually over something from home uh depot These two actors, in quotes, were sitting there. And I mean, it, it'll make you cry to just watch. And I don't know how the tension finally broke. Somebody remembered right. something. Right. But it's th- sad. So let's yeah. hope that's not me. It's not going to happen, Lisa. It's nah. not going to happen. You've been, you've been preparing. A, you've been I'm working hard. So let's just for everybody who's been listening to the last 15 minutes yes. and can't figure it out. Yes. Lisa Lampanelli has a brand new play called Stuffed. Yes. And this is at the uh, Women's Project yes. the Theater, which is right by my place. I know. You're so lucky. I'm going to see this 20 times. How many yeah. times are you doing this? Because I'm probably going to see it one more than that. I know. It's like it's right six there. to eight weeks off Broadway. It's and so it's cool. great. You know, hopefully by the third week, I'll know all my lines. <laughs> so congratulations. And the synopsis, it's, it's about body image and, and women and bulimia and, and, and how, weight and, and weight and how people view women and the pressures and all this stuff. And, yeah. And, and mostly what we struggle struggle with internally but we make light of it in a good way like right. there's heavy parts but i gotta be honest you don't take a play like this and make it super heavy throughout that's horrible yeah and also as a comic you don't like, want people to go home and kill themselves oh, right? vey, i kind of yeah. do oh, but okay. well after they pay for their tickets what do i care but alan Bell, who uh, wrote for snl and helped me a lot with the one woman show i love that guy I, the best he's so he gave awesome. me the best advice ever he goes okay. first of all you don't want to cry on stage. You want to make them cry, which is genius because mm-hmm. they don't want to worry about the actor. The audience doesn't want to go, geez, that actor's having a freaking nervous breakdown. Also, he said, don't worry about the funny. It'll happen naturally. Mm-hmm. I wrote the play almost totally serious. Mm-hmm. It is so funny. Yesterday, there was a speech I was practicing. It's this little speech about like, oh, you know, in high school, weight would melt right off me. Like, and then I went to college and everything changed. Right. And it was coming out like a speech. She had the director so smart. She had the girls interact with me during the whole speech and just throw things in. It is so funny oh, and great. light now that I go, oh, this is how women talk in a living room. They don't right. let you make a speech. When's the last time a freaking bitch didn't interrupt you? <laughs> Never! So I go, man, this is what good directors, her name's Jackson Gay. So I had to get kind of gay in there. Just even though she's broad, I had to get gay in there. (laughs) I go, wow, there's so much to this thing, but not forcing the funny and let it come out is really smart. Well, well, speaking of gay, I wish your, your stage, your stage uh, director, the gay, I I don't know. Oh no, she, Jackson Gay. It's a chick, but her last name's gay. Okay. I I wish you could have came out here. It's called a monologue. Oh my Uh, God. I know if I had a British anything in my life, kill myself. (laughs) No, <laughs> British people aren't even allowed to see this show. And this is the real reason you're not going to England. Yeah. Fuck them in their monologues, yeah. right? And and the Japanese too, by the Speeches. way. Which is Speeches. weird that I say F the Japanese because I don't mean it because one of our cast members is this oh, Broadway no. actress who is uh, Japanese. I was going to say, let's let's uh, let's brag a bit because yeah, Lisa, let's this is even... the real deal. This isn't just uh, Chuck off the street yeah. and Samantha, well, you know, also, first audition. Also, it's not self-financed. It's not a right. vanity project. It's like how to be accepted to a nonprofit theater Crazy. and they're so freaking discriminating. Sure. And the woman who runs the theater just was like, I get this. Mm-hmm. Women will get this. Sure. She's uh she used to run Manhattan Theater Club, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And this women's project is like to give females voices. Mm-hmm. And I always thought I was a dude. So I was like, am I really gonna get accepted there? Turns out 
I'm you, a woman. That's why you grew your hair back out. The <laughs> sides aren't shaved anymore. Well, I don't need those uh, donut punchers trying to come up and uh, <laughs> come up in Lisa's stuff. Oh, hilarious. So so let's talk about the cast and who's a part of it because these people all have street cred. I know. I couldn't They're believe they legit. wanted to do it. And and uh, this is where you're at right now. I mean, it's one thing to get people to pay f- to come see you do comedy. Right. It's another to be like, I got advice from Alan Swibel. Right? So no, seriously, you don't understand how I walk around every day feeling. How so don't did this lose your happen? phone. I feel like I feel like this isn't even your real phone. You got your ah! real phone somewhere else in case some jackass journalist right. tries to gank some information well, out of there. One, what's so funny about the phone? You know how people go just if you have famous friends, put yeah. them in code. So R- if right. you lose your I put them all first and last names all caps. so I could yeah. brag. <laughs> if you find my phone out there, yeah. call Jim Carrey. Call yeah. Alan Zweibel. Call all of them. Oh, I'd so call funny. Amy Schumer if I were you. That's oh, so funny. I, I, no one ever told me that advice. So if someone got my phone, oh, you're, they're all fucked. Yeah, totally. And I love how you, uh, I'm going to call you out on this. I love mm. how you have the old uh, old person no, no, no. phone button. Oh, I love, uh, no, no, the, no, no. Uh, that's a Hello Kitty. You, you have the you have the Audi instead but of the I put that. I have an Audi because I was getting button. my, this is so stereotypical. I got, my, I was getting my nails done one day. And this cute Japanese lady who is helping me. See, I think you goes, really want to go. I, I think you want to come. I might. She goes to me, oh, hello, kitty. And she stuck it on my phone. I'm like, that is so cute. Oh, How that's could you awesome. refuse? Yeah. Come no, on. that's very cool. Now I'm jealous I don't Carol have one. kitty. But uh, no, it just reminded me of uh, every year I buy my dad one of those. He's retired really? now. He just retired. I buy him one of those big remote controls with the huge buttons. Oh, Where it yes. takes almost your whole hand to put down I one number. I love that. Yes. And, you know, and he's just like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, I'm not that. I know what I'm doing here. Your father's and, probably and then he mine. Falls asleep, so like, right. you. Yeah. No, he's so. Uh, how old is he now? Geez, he's thir- exactly thirty years older than me. So, so he's uh, sixty. He's, oh, you're getting yeah. You're getting he's about yeah, he's he, no, he's older than sixty. Yeah, he's sixty-eight now. You're yeah. 38. I'm 37. Uh, we were offset by like a couple months. Look at uh, how young you look with your that's shaggy why hair. I know. With, your, with your Davy Jones from the monkey's hairdo. <laughs> I got this beard. This is really just a henna tattoo, Lisa. It's, it's so really I can get into nice, our movies. You know? <laughs> like my wife wants to get in. She's like, "Who's this kid?" And then she has to sign the waiver. You look then... so young, and I, I, I'm so happy that you I'm actually have a wife here. you I love. Wanna... Yeah. Oh, she's because the best. whenever I see you, I love that you're like. I'm like, "How's your wife?" And you're like. She She's so great. Yeah. Do you know how like ever. cool that is to hear from a guy and even a woman? It's just like really nice. Yeah. It's, and that's why I won the lottery, Lisa. I don't know what to tell you. I, it's... I think you and I are both in a place where we go, I'm so fortunate. Mm-hmm. And people go, don't say you're lucky because it sounds like you just had luck. Right. No, I, I feel fortunate. Like, how do we luck yeah. out? Like, you're sitting here in my apartment, which is so lucky for you. Yeah. You're actually married. That's actually lucky. Correct. You, right? Yes. <laughs> you look very young. Sure. I happen to get have a play coming out mm-hmm. that like I didn't have to finance myself because I'm a loser. I didn't have to get a cast scrounged up from a community theater waiting for Guffman. I'm like, it's really cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I got like in my cast, I got Anne Harada. Yeah. Let's who, talk about that. Oh cast. my God. Okay. She's the original, one of the original people in Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. And that's been the longest running thing off Broadway ever. I love that play. It was so the good. Best. That's, you know, that's the first, that's the first show I took my now wife on a date to. See yeah. that? Things Avenue are meant Q. to be. I was like, if she can get through Avenue Q and she's laughing and yeah. we're having a good time, we're getting married Oh, someday. that's so cool. Yep. See, we have a history. Yeah, yeah. And Anne was also, she just got off Broadway when she was in Cinderella on Broadway. She played one of the stepsisters. She's like just soups legit. Mm-hmm. I like, and she was, you know how I discovered her? She was on Smash on NBC. Yeah, do you oh, remember my, that show? I, do I remember that show? They filmed that show in, on my street. Oh! <gasps> 
and they cock blocked me from getting to work for so long. But I, we were obsessed with that show too. And Megan Hilty, oh! uh, I'm obsessed with Megan Hilty. She's so awesome. And uh, anytime she's in a play, whatever she's doing, uh, my oh, wife I and I make her. sure to go see her. She's great. Yeah, yeah. dude. So, but, but we love Smash. Yeah, yeah. So, Anne's legit. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, Anne's one of those people who I was like, she. You know, there's a few actresses out there. You go. They don't even have to audition. Like, just can you come over and if if we if you approve of me, can you please do my show? Like, it was crazy. That's so cool. And then the other girl, that's or one of the other girls. Okay, like I couldn't even believe it. It was so hard to cast. Quote mm-hmm. the character of the thin girl who can't gain weight because mm-hmm. you have to look really, really thin, but not sickly. Right. Right. And there's a lot of skinny women, but. This actress, holy crap, she had just come off, she was on Broadway doing Eclipse with Lapita. So, like, she was, like, big time and all serious and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, she's not going want to want to do some dumb, frivolous little, like, thing with me. She has lived the life wow. of that girl in the play. It's and she gets it. So I was like, okay, sign her up. What's funny is her name is Zainab Ja. So the whole first week of rehearsals you would laugh so hard Zayman's. yeah me and the stage manager are exchanging emails like oh, remind me every day how to pronounce her name yeah and thank god she goes just call me z and i was like nice. well, thank god she's cool and she what's funny about serious actresses they can do comedy really well right so that's really cool and then the third girl i discovered what? and i was like okay you're we- casting her because i just discovered her from nowhere and she played this the character of the bulimic anorexic in the reading so far and she nailed it and i was like okay yeah that's my girl we're giving cool. her a chance big break i like that you're i hope it's a little break now, at least you're you breaking, know a little break because somebody had to do it for me to give me a little leg up you Look know the company she's in she's gonna it's gonna be amazing she's so lucky yeah. she just needs to write the check she's like me. me in this apartment yeah right <laughs> you chilling i can this... relate girl i can relate <laughs> that's so cool well congratulations on unstuffed and this whole venture and like oh. you said you've been working on it for almost a half decade is that crazy and it's gonna come to life if real life it's gonna be actual life and then no one can take that away from you well it's nuts and, uh, it's like really soon mm-hmm. and i go wow we should really think about memorizing this yeah we? do you uh, have uh, you been cheating this whole time do you go uh, cue cards what are you doing no what's great is last yesterday we did our first reading without script in hand and i was like oh you do remember it so it's, it's called off script uh, oh is that what you're saying it's off script See, yeah, thank god you british me <laughs> oh my god everything pretentious the lead singer people. of my band is uh it's, it's a female front of rock band but she's a uh, oh, she's cool. like she does plays and she does all this stuff right, and right she's always we we did um we created this band uh, where we played the Clueless soundtrack from top okay, to bottom, but we love did. It. Oh my god! I wish you could have came. It was amazing. We acted in between songs and we did scenes and stuff. And I had to play three characters. <gasps> Who'd you play? And, uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, I had to play Paul Rudd's character. Oh. I had to play uh, Mur uh, Murray. Yep. yep. And uh, and then I did. Um, oh my god! What's his name? He he sang the Travis. Look away, look away. The douchebag uh, rolling with the yes! homies. Why am I blanking on his name oh right now? Oh my god, uh, Sisto. Yeah. Uh, yes. Jeremy Sisto. Yes. I played his character too. It was so much fun. It was so great. Dude, and, uh, that is one of my favorite plays, uh, movies uh, ever. Me, and me too. And yeah. uh, and we did the soundtrack top to bottom. <gasps> and and we might do it again if we do. You got it. Please come. invite me come. because yeah, I could come. quote it was you awesome. every line. I you're gonna be obsessed. <gasps> I'll show you some pictures. You're gonna be blown away. Wow. Uh, she does a killer share. But but anyway, 
Um, she taught me all these like Britishisms. Yeah, all this shit. So that's why I'm nice. like, I'm like regurgitating. I'm like, oh my god, it's bleh. you know <laughs> so how cla- how different you and I are. You are always doing things from Clueless, blurting out. Right. I'm always blurting out things from Hamilton. Oh, nice. No, you should see how queer I am. People, like my my dress right now says, "Look around, how lucky we are to be alive right now." My phone case is Hamilton. Let's, I'm let's see. Yeah. I'm obsessed. So this cup awesome. says, "Young, scrappy, and hungry." You know why? Yeah, and it really, Our lead singer's obsessed too. She oh my God. Like well, it's the stop. best thing that's ever yeah, been made. Yeah, pretty much. But I will say the reason it hit me and resonated with me so much was that whole idea of a legacy. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's always looking for a legacy. And I'm like, I realize up till doing this play, I was always in search of that. And then I, you realize you can't even control why you're remembered. And that's the whole thing of the show, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. You can't mm-hmm. control it. And I'm like, Oh, but at least if any, I know this sounds queer, but if people could come see the play, if they have this problem and feel less like they're not weird Mm -hmm. and they're not the only one and like, oh, we suffered with it too. It'd be great. So the laugh plus maybe feel like, oh, I'm not a freak. I mean, isn't all that art stuff supposed to be about that? I think it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Every time I wear a Nerf Herder t-shirt and people are like, you're an idiot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, there's a band called that and they're playing all my favorite songs. You can fuck off. Right. (laughs) Oh, I love it. See? So, yeah. So I'm a little less weird. Um, (laughs) But this, man, this is so cool. And and so you're you're teasing the next one already? Well, that's what's weird. I just think it's in me because... To do comedy as well as it's been going for me lately, mm-hmm. meaning standing O's and stuff, because that just started after I started writing the play, and I go, something's going on where my comedy isn't tangibly different, right. but it's just this energy that I feel from writing the plays. I go, to continue doing stand-up and have fun, I got to do something else also. Right. So with this in the mix. So yeah, so it the next play is going to be called yeah. Screwed because it's about relationships. Because so stuff Screwed. Um, the next, the third one is called. Is it about, all just one word? Wait, another yeah. one? Well, there's four. Oh my god! The third god. one's about women in anger, okay. and it's called pissed. And what's funny is the next one's probably going to be the hardest because it's about uh, the women. These same four characters uh, with grief, and I haven't, I don't know yet the ed word but i'll find one yeah, by then yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. maybe oh just gosh. dead and they all die at the end because by the t- fourth play you're gonna hate every one of these cunts trust me <laughs> that's amazing by the way you are uh you're like a i don't know what it is about you but when i hang out with you uh these things just pop into my brain while you're talking yeah and when you said standing o i was like if there's not a porn named standing o there better be you know it's it, there's yeah gotta be we've got to make yeah. that happen well not personally we won't make it happen but we'll legitimately yeah, get yeah, it yeah yeah standing o how face about this, yeah. though? my favorite story about porn was one night me and jimmy were watching um just like one of those oh you know restaurant rescue or whatever it is okay. bar rescue yeah bar rescue yeah, it's yeah. sunday night nothing's on we're flipping around and i see i'm just reading the bottom of the screen and it says the devil wears prada which is like my favorite movie ever and hathaway well That's we good. freaking start watching it there's th- this freaking anal sex scene going on. I said, what the F is this? They labeled it wrong. It was the porn called a devil. The devil wears nada. And by the way, <laughs> no, is that the best? Then I, then I'm emceeing. I don't like to brag, but I'm hosting the porn awards that week in Las Vegas. Guess what? Devil wears nada wears for wins the award for most clever title. Oh my god! Is that the best title? But that is amazing. I have never heard that. That no, you don't know about that porn. <laughs> I don't. And I recently did an event with the writer of the Devil Wears Prada, and she knew about it. Somebody had sent her a copy of, of the Devil Wears she... Prada. Oh my god, that's so. <laughs> Dude, but how wrong is it that they got it wrong? And me and Jimmy are going ew. 
like, oh, the anal. I got to see the anal. <laughs> I think I've stumped you right now. I think you're legit stumped. Oh, man. Which I how like. else is she going to get into that dress? <laughs> right? You know, it's just full of cheese ball lines. Oh, and, God, I oh, love it. Yeah. It, oh, man. What do you. Uh, okay, Lisa. I, I, yeah. Thank you so much for the time. No, I, I, I love know you, you, man. You have you're a big, best. fancy New York Times shoot coming up. I got to so, get out of your way. I'm, I'm shooting something on PBS today. This is crazy. I oh. just feel like I'm legitimate. What do you think. Uh, it is sort of like a hidden gem of comedy today because you've been doing it for so long mm. and now we have so many different avenues mm-hmm. to be able to uh, express comedy. Mm-hmm. And so we can find funny in places we weren't able to before. Right. But what do you think a, a, in particular is a hidden gem uh, in comedy today or something that you've huh. caught on or noticed that you're just like, oh man, it's so cool that that's happening because right. when I started this just what that no one would even conceive this well years ago if you couldn't get on tv that Mm -hmm. was it like you just weren't legitimate you know you didn't have any way to get out there first you know i think it sounds it sounds super queer but like i love shows like agt and things like that because like you know al ducharme was on this year uh what's his name matt reese was on you know mm-hmm. tom cotter came sure. really far so i know it's not a hidden gem obviously but it's like no but people avenues. wouldn't think about that yeah sure and you know even for singers and things like that you go you know what just like it up your game a little bit mm-hmm. youtube all that stuff i'm just like i'm kind of grateful i didn't grow up in that year because i find it over those years because i find it overwhelming mm-hmm. like me I'm like did comedy never was sitcom type of person now theater okay i also think creating your own work like the idea of one person shows just gives you a little more legitimacy Mm -hmm. and you can invite industry too and at least it shows oh i'm not just you know hanging out at a comedy club all the time waiting to get up so i'm always about like you can't complain till you create your own work then you can start complaining if nothing happens for you for 10 years right if you've tried everything you just got to try everything sure absolutely can you see stuffed or one of these four Mm -hmm. because it's not even a trilogy you know you're going beyond that we have to create a word that means a four time thing yeah we got to do that yeah um can you see it becoming a movie you never know. know hey put it this way I'm no dope I want to retire someday if they want to make a movie about these four bitches good you're like, you know what? And I don't even have to be in it. That's sure. the great thing about me. I don't even have to play myself. I will have Cameron Mannheim play me. Uh, I was going to say, I'll who's have, doing the... Uh, uh, I have Amy Schumer play nice. me. Who else is like funny and broad? Ah, uh, Just some funny broad. Anyone yeah. can play me. Natasha Leone, play me. Yeah. I just think it's so funny if I would get an offer like that. Because, dude, at this point, I really like the idea of being behind the scenes i don't have to be in front yeah the ego is gone yeah it's done i think when you you hit a certain age you go oh you don't want me that's okay cool we can make some dough and it's not all about just money it's not for me i don't have to buy things all right i just want to be able to do what i want every day (laughs) doesn't it feel good every day to wake up and do what you want oh my god that's i was just i was just telling an intern this yesterday Mm -hmm. i go you know what the best thing about not being in school anymore is i don't have any fucking homework Dude, I should I should I should I swear agree. so much, but I don't have no, to do any care. more homework, and I can go to the movies tonight. Yes, at eleven p.m. and no one can yell at me. Yes, and yeah, I might be tired at work tomorrow, but I can do that. It's kind of uh, it's amazing. Well, you know what's great about the homework thing? You want to hear a twisted? I always felt that I I always felt my time was very valuable, even mm-hmm. as a student. So in college, I was like, why am I studying but not getting paid? 
So I remember in junior year of college at Syracuse, my uncle had connections at the Syracuse uh, Herald Journal, which was is a daily paper. And I said, Uncle, uh, come on. I said, you got any connections over there? And he goes, yeah, yeah. They get me a job as like a feature writer, which is what I wanted to be anyway mm-hmm. in my life. I remember getting those paychecks and going, you freaking suckers working at the student newspaper. And it was like this award-winning great daily because it's the Newhouse School of Journalism. Right. And I was like, you guys aren't getting checks. Fuck you. I got a car, you little bitches. I always felt my time was worth money. Sure. Which is ironic because now I'm doing a play in the theater that pays like migrant work and money. But, you know, it's worth it for me now, as you know, because I'm very wealthy. Yeah, I was going to say, do you even notice? (laughs) Do you even notice? uh, I almost want to give the money to charity because I figure like, but then the charity wouldn't even take it because it'd be too little. (laughs) It's bad when you have to say to a charity, is this too little to donate to you? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, then stop saying even every dollar counts. Stop telling me that. I want to give to all the girls as their opening night gift uh, health insurance for a year. Oh, my God. That's so great. I mean, because Jesus Christ, theater people are real troopers. But yet it's like the payoff doesn't come till big, huge Broadway stuff. Mm -hmm. So, well, they're doing fine. They're on their journey. So so have you thought about that? I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, and this will be my last question for you. Sure. What, do, what are we thinking about for, for final night gifts? I thought it would are be. Are you already? I thought I should do cars okay. because I'm rich and it would make me look good. But then I said, Alisa, that's all about you. Yeah. So yeah. it'll probably be a nice uh, box of chocolates. Okay. I, I'm just kidding. I actually asked the stage manager, the gay, because I know the gays tell you the truth. Yeah. I said, Danny, what does a playwright usually give? And he goes, well, some big playwright i think gave him a like a portrait of somebody or whatever he gave like like something he'd drawn what i go jesus christ that's a freaking etsy moment and a half you know what i'm gonna do they all get a stuffed t-shirt with their name on it that's what they get good stuff this you bitches i already gave you your gift it was a paycheck thanks for being in the play (laughs) enjoy the opportunity (laughs) see you in the second one That's awesome. Well, Lisa, congratulations as always on everything. It's always so good to see you. Uh, You make me so happy. And I uh, can't wait to see Stuffed. Yay. And, uh, you know, you can go to our website, thelaughbutton.com. We've got this great feature piece up about uh, the Thank play. You. you get tickets. And, yeah, and, and they can also, if it makes it easier for my mm-hmm. lazy-ass fans, go to insultcomic.com for tickets because I know you can't spell laugh button. <laughs> my <laughs> fans aren't smart. That's true. That's true. And, uh, yeah, go see Stuffed. It's the Upper West Side, New York City. Yeah, it's going to be great. And then uh, we're ready for number two, three, and four. Okay, Yay. Thank awesome. you, Mark. I love Always you. good to see you. Cheers. All right, that was Lisa Lampanelli joining us right here on the Laugh Button Podcast. I want to thank her again and her amazing dog, Parker, who I just met for the first time. was a rescue dog, uh, one of the most adorable dogs I've ever met and seen. And, uh, and she's just the best, man. And, um, and she had like a New York Times photo shoot right after that uh, hang, which was like, hey, Mark, love you. Kicked me out and all these people in nice suits came in. So uh, it was... It was no, she didn't kick me out. She was great. Well, that's what I but, love about comedy. It's like the, the, the super high highs and the super low lows. Not saying you're a low. Yeah. But like, you know, you often hear the story about comedians who are like, oh my God, had the best set on Letterman of my life and it was awesome. And then I went down to Club X and I totally ate shit on yeah, stage. Yeah, you know? it's absolutely. Like the super, super highs and the, and the incredible, incredible lows. It's it's crazy. Well, she's the best and uh, it's crazy. She's, uh, you know, this first one is coming out right now called Stuffed, her first play, and she's got three more. More ready to go. It's uh, absolutely insane. You think so, she's really quitting comedy, as she keeps saying? I, I think, 
I don't think anyone truly quits I comedy. Think, that's why I think so too. Cause like, I think it's just a, Hey, you know what? I'll go out for a weekend or, Hey, you I, know, what would be fun. That benefit. I think so too. Cause like I'm, Few few guests ago, we had Larry the Cable Guy and Jeff Foxworthy, two men that have been doing this for thirty some years. Yeah, thirty there's, years each. There's plus. nothing left for those guys to prove. Zero, zero for them to prove. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, I don't know, I might give it up. Like they both kind of said that. Like ah, I think I want to give it up for a bit. But I feel like if you are a true comedian, you get the the urge to get back on stage. You get that bug. You get that itch, and you gotta scratch it. It's like an addict almost. It's like an addictive personality where it's like, hey, I've been on stage in six months, six weeks, six days, whatever that is. Then all of a sudden, you're like, I gotta get on stage and get a laugh or two. And like, I think all the greatest stand up comedians they never truly quit stand up because they still gotta they still got that itch to scratch because of the nature of how it is and, and just the type of person you gotta be to be a stand up yeah. in the first place. All right, Matt. If people head over to laughbutton.com right now, here's what they're going to find. What they're going to find news uh, that uh, problematic with Moshe Kasher got greenlit by Comedy Central. Good Pretty for cool. Moshe. Good for Moshe. FX renews not only better things, which we mentioned earlier, but also Atlanta, which is Donald Glover's new show. Great show. Great show. And uh, we talked Lucy Kate. Norm McDonald's new book came out. Uh, this I'm really excited for. It premiered out in L.A. at a very small festival, but it will be coming our way very soon. The stand-up documentary called Dying Laughing, which features everyone from Amy Schumer and Kevin Hart. And uh, I mean, there's a billion names on, the, so on this list. About? But Gary Shandling is a part of this. And uh, obviously, he's no longer with us. So I, I can't wait to, to what's see. The doc, what's the doc about? It's, it's about comics what it takes to be a comic the lifestyle and and uh, kind of like a, a day in the life like what they okay. go through uh so it sounds kind of modern the, comedian-esque kind of yeah absolutely okay. but they are sit down interviews and stuff i've only seen the trailer just okay. like uh, everyone thought, else i haven't okay. seen the film okay. but you can see the trailer uh, up on the site but Grant Cotter, our boy Grant Cotter, is a part of this thing Grant. too. I mean, the- comedy documentaries are are, are are interesting. Like, I watch all of them. Yeah. I really do because I'm I love comedy. But like, some of them definitely kind of tread on similar material. Sure. And like, I like seeing. I like it when com- when they don't. I like. That's one of the reasons I was such a big fan of Tom McCaffrey's Adventures in Comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely kind of it had a, almost a surreal kind of like scripted element to it even though it was supposed to be a documentary um i don't know we've we've been threatening to do a documentary podcast for a long time of just talking about our favorite comedy documentaries i think that we need to revisit that because there's so many great comedy documentaries that like you know what are your favorites what are my favorites what should we talk about we'll do that we'll definitely do that well this one definitely has everybody in it like jerry lewis chris rock eddie izzard sarah silverman who's that yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm really pumped for it. Like uh, like any good comedy, anything that's that's going to be coming our way. So anyway, the like any but- good Christian boy, like any good. Uh, we have a lot of great recent interviews up that we oh, did. Uh, We've jo- done some baller interviews. Yeah, we got some good ones that are be co- that are going to be coming everyone's way too. Uh, we just recently talked to Norman Lear, who's one of the uh, legends, I if mean, not game changers I of mean, comedy. I mean, one I mean, of the all-time best, dude. I mean, dude, it's Norman Lear. Like, I know. It was funny because I was talking about that with someone in the office who's younger than us. And I was yeah. like, yeah, we're doing an interview with Norman Lear. And they're not in the comedy space. so right. But they were like, Who, who's that? I'm like, dude, like he wrote the archetype for the modern sitcom. Absolutely. Like, he really did. Like, you know. Absolutely. And uh, 94 years old, 
Yeah. And the guy didn't That's miss the a, other thing. Guy didn't miss a beat. Ball busted me. It was awesome, man. We need to like build a bubble of plastic wrap around a guy like Norman Lear. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this the other day with like Albert Brooks we were talking about. Too. Oh, sure. Oh, sorry, not Albert Brooks. Mel Brooks, mm-hmm. um, who's older than Albert Brooks. Uh, we need to like no encase these guys in carbonite or plastic or something to preserve them because who else is up there who else is uh, I mean well Albert Brooks is definitely one but he's not up there Carl like the, Reiner Carl too. Reiner mm-hmm. we got Albert Brooks Cloris Leachman maybe Cloris Leachman love Cloris uh, Leachman you know she's licked my face more than one time <laughs> And that's not, it. Not, like on different occasions. On different were, occasions. That's that's what makes it even creepier. It's uh, because it wasn't like one time in the same interview. It was like, no, no. That's another story for another day, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I guess so. We're we'll gonna have to tell that. Yeah, story. Leachman's one of the best. That's anyway, a, that's another podcast we should do too. Of just like you know the best comedy stories we know. Sure, that, that'd that be great. Don't necessarily refer to us. Just like I heard so and so did so and so to so and so. Okay, it, you know. And we have uh, all the latest uh, stand-up appearances on late night shows. Those Johnny are all up Fish on the site. Did one this week on Colbert. She yeah. John Fisher, buddy John Fish. Yeah, I love John Fish. And a yeah. bunch of new trailers. Flock of Dudes trailer finally out there. Love that movie. It stars Crystal Lee and a bunch of awesome comics from like uh, Hannibal Burris, Mark Maron, Brett Gelman, the, the whole nine. On the Crystalia front, we are presenting a Crystalia show in Central Jersey mm-hmm. on November 3rd That's at right. Starland Ballroom. Dude, we're presenting so much stuff. We need to actually put like a whole, we should probably do like a subcategory on the site of like everything we're involved with as far as presenting in live shows. Because, dude, I mean, it's around the corner. New York Comedy Festival's coming mm-hmm. up. Comic-Con's coming up. We have a panel going on at Comic-Con. Uh, we're involved with that. We're involved with Dalia, involved with Bobby Kelly. Then it rolls into the new year and then it's festivals start for us in South by Southwest and like oh, it's off to the races. We confirmed other stuff earlier, like later this week, uh, earlier this week too about other festivals too. So like we need to make like a presents calendar so people know where the laugh button will be in their town. We do. All right, uh, Matt, it's, I got to say this on the way out. Um, thanks to everyone too who, who emailed us at uh, podcast at the laugh com. Uh, sorry, we couldn't get to everyone today, uh, but keep emailing us. We'll eventually yeah. read them. We'll respond to all of them, all that good stuff. You can tweet us at the laugh button. Follow us on all the socials at the laugh button and uh, interact with us and uh, give us some ideas. What, what should we do for the 100th yeah, episode of the podcast? And uh, I want to start playing truth or dare with the audience here. So <laughs> podcast at the laugh button.com or, or we got great responses with overrated, underrated. Maybe we'll do the same thing. Yeah. With truth or, dare. or tweet also, at us or whatever. And, and uh, we'll do some truth to the or podcast, dares. rate it, review. Mm-hmm. It reviews help. They do actually. Subscriptions help. That all helps. I know it's weird to ask for you to write a review. Everyone talks about go go write a review, subscribe, tell a friend because that stuff helps. It helps with rankings and and all math related stuff as far as popularity when it comes to things like companies like iTunes and stuff like that. So and follow us personally. He is at I am Klein Schmidt. I am at Mark says hi. And you know what else is really nice, Matt? When uh, Pat Oswalt retweets you. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Very cool. That right. verified Twitter account we got. I know. All right. Uh, cheers, Pat, and thanks for doing that. We appreciate it, and uh, congrats on the new uh, album uh, and Emmy win.